0: You used to come keep me company, tell me you love me and trust me Oh, and it took a while to trust me, girl I had to work for it Still you don't touch me, I love the way you touch me I'm feeling like I'm about to lose you with all the shady shit I do to you. Uh, some things are better left said I can't get it out my head uh. Better left said Everything that I regret of uh. No lie, girl, when I tell you, you
1: a blessing Back in the flesh It's your boy Drew Smith It's Tuesday, March 10th I'm back here Sorry we didn't do an episode yesterday, guys uh, It was a pretty busy day for me but I am Glad, So glad to be back um, Yeah, that new song I just posted uh, at the beginning of this that you guys heard was uh, Let Me Explain um, by Infamous Another one off of Joe, Joe Clay's slow edits I know what you guys are probably thinking like Damn Drew, is this all you play it's off of Joe K's slow edits? But I like it um, I promise I'll probably get something new next week But the slow edits are just dope so if you haven't checked it out Um But big, big, big episode today I mean, gosh, I mean, if you guys... Don't know or if you guys have been living under a rock this past weekend, UFC 248. What a event. In a good way and a bad way, right? I mean, we had a lot of good things going on and a lot of crazy and weird things going on. But definitely, obviously, the talk of the whole event was the co-main event of the UFC 248. Zhang Wei Li and Joanna Young-Jacek. We'll be talking about that later. Uh, Probably one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Probably the greatest women's fight I've ever seen just an amazing fight but we'll dip into that um a little later but obviously we have to start off with the main event Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero very 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 weird fight I mean obviously we had big big expectations coming into this fight we thought it was going to be a brawl we thought it was going to be something special (laughs) and it turned out to be the exact opposite um for those of you who don't know, um, Yoel came in And uh, it was really just kind of like a snooze fest I mean, people don't really know Why things went like that But I mean, honestly, when I was watching it Yes, I get what people were saying Yes, and I get how how people may have been upset um, But I wasn't too surprised um, Yoel came in there, they went in there And Israel did what he was supposed to do you know, the first the first two or three minutes It was really just like what people were saying Like, just feeling Not even really feeling each other out They were more or less just sitting there And not knowing what to do And um, part of that was Yoel um, Romero's fault Because you know what, what do you I uh, mean, you're just sitting there And he really just Walked into the middle of the octagon And just put his arms up And when he did that, Israel you could tell it threw Israel off a little a little at first and he didn't know what to do. But eventually, you know, after almost two and a half minutes, finally Yoel threw something. And before then, you know, Israel would throw a kick here and there, Israel would throw a jab in there. And that was kind of like the base of the whole fight. I mean, he did Israel did get catch with the get, get he got caught with a right hand in the first, which looked like it impaired his vision a little bit, but Yoel didn't do nothing after that you all did nothing after that. And so after that, you know, normally you would think that power when he landed it, he would start rushing and pressing the fight, but you all didn't do none of that. So it was a very weird fight. Israel did what he was supposed to do. You're not if you if a person you need a dance partner par, dance partner, excuse me, in this in these fights. If your dance partner doesn't want to dance, you have to make the adjustments, and Israel made the right adjustment, right adjustments. Israel went in there. He saw that this man was not going to gauge. He saw that this this man was just going to sit there and wait for him to come in and attack him so he could just throw a right. It was basically two counter punches waiting for each other, and Israel made the adjustment. What do people expect Israel to do? To go in there and just say, oh, since this man's not throwing punches, let me just go in there and just start brawling? No. Yoel Romero is a beast. Yoel Romero will knock you out in one punch. So if he doesn't want to sit there and throw punches, why would Israel go in there into harm's way and start throwing punches? I know that's not the fight that Israel wanted to, wanted to fight, but let's just face it. Not every fight's going to be entertaining. Not every fight is going to be an all-out brawl. Not every fight's going to be great. You know, there's been plenty of fights in back in com, combat sports history where people got overhyped for it and it turned into just not be a good fight. Probably the most recognizable one is Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. That was a snooze fest. Nick Diaz versus Anderson Fil- Anderson Silva. People thought it was going to be great. Wasn't that great? There's been plenty of uh, Bernard Hopkins fights. As great as he is, there's been plenty of fights where people fought, saw him fight and thought it was a snooze fest. I mean, these things, type of things happen. But for those people to say that Israel Adesanya. Was boring as well Is this is going to hurt him Or he's His his, Hurt his flock Or or his stock Or it's going to hurt his 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 fame and everything It's not It's not going to up it anymore But it's not going to hurt it The man did what he was supposed to do He adjusted He went in there And he won He landed the more strikes He landed he, He did the more attempted Now it wasn't many more strikes I mean I think he Total significant strikes And I did He landed 40, 48 to Yoel Romero's 40 But he was way more busier 132 to 89 25 leg kicks To only 13 For Yoel Did you guys see Yoel's legs? Those things were beat up I guarantee After that press conference Where he was all dancing And salsa dancing And everything like that I bet you yesterday He wasn't doing that I mean his legs were tore up And that's why I had Israel Winning the fight I mean Literally after the first round, I gave Yoel the first round because of the right hand, and there wasn't that much action. But I literally gave Israel two, three, four, and five. I mean, there just wasn't anything going on from Yoel. This is Yoel's very, very last chance at getting a title shot. He's he's too old, and I'm not saying old because he doesn't need to be fighting, but he's up there past forty. He hasn't performed when it came to title fights. He shouldn't even really have been given this opportunity. But, um, Paulo Costa was injured. And, Yoel, uh, Israel being the guy that he wants to be, getting names on his resume, resume called him out. So, he got this title shot. But, he, he once again proved that he did not show up. He did not show up. And, into the fifth round, I was like, okay, well, hopefully Yoel knows that he's down on the scorecard. scorecards. And maybe now he'll rush him, and maybe we'll get an all-action fifth round. And he didn't. He was bouncing on his knee. He was jumping up and down like if he was a video game character. I mean, it was just very, very, very weird. And I don't understand what his game plan was. And of course he's gonna say he thinks he won the fight. Of course he is. He's not gonna sit there and admit that what he did was messed up. Of course he's not. You know, Um, I just it was very it was very weird. It was very weird. And then you know after that he. Looks like he pointed something to Paulo Costa who was in the crowd and then Paulo Costa jumped jumped the the barrier and then you you know, Paulo Costa had to be taken out. Paulo Costa said that he was just going in there because they said get ready because they're gonna announce your fight with Israel. It was it was all just just a weird event. It was all just a weird event a weird main event. But to be honest, you know, after what we just saw in the co main event, these guys were not going to put on something that equally entertained us like the co-main event. I mean, it just wasn't gonna happen. That was such a great fight. Anyone fighting after that was not going to show up on that. Show show that fight up. I mean, it just it just wasn't. Where does Joel go from here? I don't know. I don't know. Yoel can continue fighting again. He could still fight. I mean he's still a human specimen. Like no one knows what that man's made of you know and i'm not trying to diss yoel it's just it was disappointing because the build up was so good and you know and we had the good face off and you know all week yoel looked so focused and all week you know we got that infamous um video where he says go go you know it hyped it hyped everyone up and it was just everyone got so excited and then you know israel you know he was doing his thing and then the the, the weigh in was good because of the long stare down i mean and then to just come and not show up like that which it, that was that was the biggest disappointment of the fight, but I entirely wasn't too mad about it. I wasn't mad like everyone else was. I mean, this stuff just happens in combat sports. But I did remember thinking, while I was watching that fight, would this be sometime? Would this type of fight be the one time where the opening scoring, which has been discussed, you know, a lot lately, would this be the time where that would be beneficial? Uh, I got I don't know if you guys saw I think it was on Friday they had another, another combat sports event I think it was I'm not I'm not quite sure I know it wasn't Bellator but it was another it was another um it was another fighting um organization and they had the open scoring and they were only it was a it looked like a little tablet and it had three sections for each of the judges and it's a 10 9 10 9 10 9 10 9 blue and red obviously one for the blue corner obviously one for the red corner each of the judges had their scorecard and they were having they were holding it behind the fighter as he was in his corner. So that way the only person that could see it is the cornerman. And it was up to the cornerman to allow them to relay that information to him. And it had me thinking, if, Israel, if Yoel if Joel would have known that he was down on the scorecards, would he have changed his his you know, changed his Take on these last couple rounds, you know, going into the fourth and fifth. If he sees that he's down, you know, two to one or whatever, whatever it was. Um, And that's just the way I scored it. Like I said, I mean, I know some people say they had a little closer. We've heard some of the UFC fighters come out and say that they thought Yoel may have been stolen it. Um, But would this be one of the times where the open scoring would be in effect? Me personally, I don't like the open scoring method because... I get why people want to do it, and I get that it's fair, and I see why the fighters would want to do it. But as a fight fan and someone who's been following the sport for so long, for me personally, and like I said, no one has to take this um, serious or no one has to think what I'm saying is correct. I'm not saying what, I, what it is correct. But for me, I always think, I think if a person knows that they're winning the fight and they see it on the scorecards, then they can just cruise the last fight. And then that's where the fans get um, cheated out. Secondly, you know, part of that hole when the fight ends, you know, and you know it's a close fight. And you know it's an entertaining fight. A lot, to me, a lot of that fun and excitement as a fight fan comes from when you're sitting there and you're like man i don't know who a perfect example is a zhong Ray lee and you a young J check fight i mean like after that you know and you're sitting there and you're with your family with your friends or you have to fight or you're just sitting there by yourself and the, the excitement's running through your body because of what you just saw and you're just like man i don't know who won like well, how'd you have it i don't know man how'd you have it you know and you're sitting there and you guys are comparing the rounds and he's like no you know that you know this fighter won round one. This fighter, this fighter, round one, three, and that the excitement. And then you know when you hear Michael Buffer or Bruce Buffer in the UFC, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we go. And then you know the whole house or the whole stadium gets quiet, and everyone's sitting there with excitement. To me, that's why I don't like the open scoring idea. And personally, like that's just me. Please don't think like what I'm saying. This is why it does not need to happen or anything. I'm pretty sure if it ain't. If they ended up doing it, I'm pretty sure I would end up liking it and uh, adjusting to it. But for me, that's what the excitement was. Is the excitement is is just not knowing and no, unknowing. And I know that sounds weird because sometimes we have the robberies, like Timothy Bradley and you know uh, Manny Pacquiao, where we all know like Pacquiao should have won and everything. But just the excitement, even that sometimes is just like oh, like jeez, that's crazy that you that they just announced him the winner. But coming from the sport side I, I could see why a lot of people like it i could see why the commission still doesn't want it but that's just me i, I wonder if in this particular main event if yoel would have known that he was behind that you know he would have upped it um like i said i don't know where he goes from here he could move up and wait to 205 i don't know how that would be on his body um he could still fight down down at the same weight but honestly i don't i i can't see him getting another title fight because even if he does have another title fight and he goes on a win streak and say he knocks all these people out and he's right there at the top. And he fights the winner of Costa and, you know, Adesanya. How do we not know this is going to happen again? How do we not know he's not going to show up again? So I don't know. Um, as far as Israel, we all know, obviously, what's going to happen. You guys heard on the after um after the fight interview, he's most likely going to fight Paula Costa. Paula Costa just has that injury. Um, Dana White says he's not going to book that fight until Paula Costa gets a doctor. A legit doctor that says he's ready to fight. I've been hearing that they're shooting for July. Who knows? Because, you know, like we previously stated, McGregor and Justin Gaethje are trying to fight in July. So we'll see. Uh, but I, obviously that's probably what's going to happen next is Israel Adesanya versus Paula Costa. Which we know... Will be a fun fight. It's like Israel said yesterday on the Ariel Hawani MMA show. Like Now he's even more excited for that fight because he knows Paula Costa is going to bring that fight. He knows Paula Costa is going to rush him. He knows that he's going to be in there with a warrior, you know? And that's going to be a fun fight. We do not have to worry about Paula Costa and Israel Ades- Adesanya not giving us a fight. So that's going to be a good fight. Um, I'm excited for that. Props to Izzy. He did what he had to do. He adjusted. He made the proper adjustments. Though it wasn't the adjustment he was probably ho- hoping for. Probably wasn't the adjustment we were hoping for as fight fans. But it is what it is. These are the type of fights that you get sometimes, and that's just it is way it is, how it is. It is what it is. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, but do know, a lot more fights. Not the end of the world. Happens in sports. But like I said, nothing was going to beat that co-main event. My Goodness. Zhang Wei Li versus Joanna Young Jacek. We had been hearing it all week. Everyone was more excited for this fight than the other fight, um, the main event. We all knew it was going to be good. The build up was amazing. Showed a lot of respect before. And then come fight week, Joanna tried to get into the head games. Joanna, on all the embedded, she was talking to Zhang Wei Li in the camera at the, on the embedded series. I'm coming for you. You know, hold the title for as long as I have. Do this, do that. I'm going to smash you, you know, even at the face off, you know, wanna looking her in the eye and she's saying what you did to my people um, the other day, which I don't know. I don't really know what she meant by that. I tried to do some re- research um, because if you guys go back and watch the Embedded series where she did a face off with her, she with Zhang Wei Li, want to what you did to my people yesterday is not right. And I don't know what she meant by that. If anyone knows or if anyone can, like, send me the video or anything like that, please do. But I don't know. But, you know, and you could tell wanna was back to the old Joanna. She wants to get into your head games on fight weekend. Zhang Lee didn't buzz, you know. Zhang Lee said, shut up. <laughs> shut up, you know. Um, but, you know, the, the weigh-in was good. You know, they showed respect. You know, you could tell there was that little animosity there, you know. Not too much, but just enough. You know, I did that didn't even really need it because you know we were so excited for that fight anyway but it added just you know just a little bit more sauce onto the fight um but wow an, an amazing fight you know I remember watching it I do not know who was winning the fight going into that fifth round now I went back and I watched it again and I had Zhang Wei Lee winning the fight by one round you know the first, the first round, I gave to Joanna. I thought Yoanna came out very, very strong. Um, round two, could have went either way. I, I still gave it to um, Joanna just because she was a little bit more busier and she landed the, a, a lot more strikes. But three, four, and five, I get. I thought Zhang Wei Li just came on strong. I thought she came on strong. She seemed like she caught that second wind. And in the fifth round, going into the fifth, even. Watching it live in the fifth, I said, "I don't know, dang, I don't know who's winning this fight." You know, in that fifth round, I just thought Zhang Wei Li just pulled it off a little, a little bit more strong. She, she's a little bit more aggressive. I mean, even in that first round when her eyes started puffing up, I said, "Wow, she, this is going to be a test because, first of all, this is the first time she's defended her title. This is the first time she's been in a, a crazy event like this." And this is the first time she's entering championship rounds. So when her eyes swelled up in that first round, I said, this is going to be a test. And to looked great. But as soon as you start thinking that, boom. You know, Zhang Wei Lee came back. And she's, she's, she's landing punches. You know, it was such a back and forth. You know, it was such a back and forth. And in that third, fourth, and especially going into the fifth, you just saw the swelling on Ioana's forehead. And my goodness, it was just so bad. It reminded you of some of the other stuff. Other bad, you know, you know, not even cuts, but like bruises in combat sports, you know, like, you know, Fernando Vargas or Haseen Rahman or, you know, the cuts by Vitaly Klitschko, you know, so it was just crazy. This one's just going to add to the list. Like, let me know what are some of your guys' favorite, like crazy, um, you know, swelling and cuts uh, in history for boxing. and MMA. that would be cool to see. Um, but, you know, you could tell that. When it first started swelling up, it didn't bug her. You know, her adrenaline's running. Her, You know, she's still on her toes. She's still bouncing. She's still in there fighting. Um, but I noticed, like, the end of the fourth, going into the fifth. It may even be going into the fourth, too. She was starting to touch it. Even going back to her corner, she started to touch it. And she was holding it. And it just, um, you could tell it was really starting to affect her. Who wouldn't? You know what I'm saying? But even then, she still went in there and fought. She still went in there and was and throwing Big blows. And she was landing some of them, you know. And she could have won that fight. I had no problem. If if Joanna would have regained the title back that night, I would have had no problem with it. That's how good of a fight it was. Just the fact that neither one of them backed down. Neither one of them took a step. Both of them adjusted at times. I mean, that is what fight fans love to watch. I mean, that, don't get me wrong. I love the technician fights. You know, you guys know me. I'm a big Floyd Mayweather fan, you know. I love watching the technician go to work like Demetrius Johnson and going in there and moving and, you know, using counters and doing, you know, crazy things that not the normal athlete, you know, does. But this is Gotti Ward. You know, this is this is um, Hearns and Hagler. You know, these are the great fights that we all love to watch, you know, and if they run it back again, this could be the Gotti Ward of. You know the UFC but definitely this Was the greatest women's fight I've ever seen and possibly this is one of the greatest Fights I've ever seen it was just an Amazing fight um, but just to break down You know some of the stats that we had That was on that night you know round One for the significant strikes dead Even one in one Which is why I gave Joanna the first Round I just thought that her punches were a little bit More sharp a little bit more Crispy she just look, looked a little bit more Comfortable around uh, two um your Zhang ray lee 20 uh significant strikes and Joanna 32 which is why i gave Joanna the third or the second round uh round three even 38 38 strikes but i just thought that's where Zhang ray lee was starting to get that second win she was starting to land more she was the more aggressive she was starting to back her up she hurt Joanna a couple of times she took her down a couple of times so i gave her that round round four again even four and four and I thought Wei t- uh, Waylee took that one as well. Just a lot more busier. And that's when you saw the swelling on the fourth uh, on the forehead of Ioana Young-Jacek. And I could tell it was really starting to bother her. And round five, I had it, like I said, possibly in my mind. Because I wasn't really keeping scoring like I normally do when I was watching it. I really was just watching it. And going into that fifth round, I said, geez, this might be even at 2-2. And though Ioana landed, you know, slightly more higher in the fifth round, uh, forty-five to thirty-seven. I just thought Wayleen was just the the more busier, the more the more aggressor, and just looked the more confident. Not confident, the more comfortable. You know, you you could tell she was the fresher fighter her too, and that's why I under, ultimately gave in her the fifth round and the fight three to two. But like I said, some of those rounds were close. So even if it switched it and it was Joanna three to two, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And perhaps the Oana check. she had nothing to be ashamed for. Um, you know she's a competitor. You know we've seen her losses against Rose Namajunas and Valentina Shevchenko, and you could tell how you know how she is when she loses. She's very emotional, and she loves to win. But she has nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Because man, what a fight! And she'll be right back. You know if they don't run it back, obviously they're both going to have um, a long medical suspension because you know something going through something like that. They need to heal, but. If they run it back, it's going to be awesome. If they run it back right away, it'll be awesome. But if they don't, then, you know, I I do have a feeling that we'll eventually see it again. Um, And like I said, um, I love the fight. It was great. And 351 significant strikes combined landed in that fight between the two. I was the third highest in a single fight in the UFC. So, you know, congratulations to um, Zhang Wei Li and Yuan Young Jacek an amazing fight. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Um, it's just an amazing fight. And it was it was great. It's what the UFC needed um, for that night, obviously. But um, great fight. Some of the other mental um, memorable fights that I liked that night was Sean Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, O'Malley O'Malley. Sorry, um, beating Jose Kiana's um, um in an amazing amazing fashion. I mean, we haven't seen Sean O'Malley um in roughly almost two years because of his whole suspension with the marijuana, and he came back and he looked. Amazing, amazing. I mean, gets Jose out of there in the first round with just significant strikes. That amazing head kick that took him to the ground. And these two had been circulating, you know, because I was doing some research on those and on these two. And these two had been supposed to fight fight earlier, way earlier before the even suspension. And um, so there was a little bit black, bad blood there. You could tell when the face off came. You know, Sean put his arms up. You know, and Jose, you know, did the the slip around the neck. Like, you could tell that they really did, had some little animosity. But, man, Sugar Sean looked amazing. And I'm so excited that he's back. And I'm so excited to continue watching him because, man, he's just a young up and rising. And the um, rising star and the way he just puts his punches together. And he looked like he hadn't missed a step. He looked like he has not missed a step. So, I'm, I'm very excited to him. Shout out to Sean. And uh, I'm very excited to see that. Another one. Another fight that i really enjoyed was denver's own neil magny against uh, lee Zhengling. um amazing you know neil has neil magny has been that fighter now that a lot of people were starting to think was the fighter that you needed to fight to get into the top 10 top six or seven well he proved everyone wrong everyone wrong on saturday You know, the way Neil Magny was just putting his punches together on Lee, just keeping him at the end of all of his punches and going right after his jab. You know, this was I kind of had the feeling that this was the way the embedded series kind of put it, that this was supposed to be Lee's coming out fight. This was supposed to have him break into the scene because, you know, he was also from China and he's also... um, part of the same type of crew in camp as Zhang Wei Li. So this was supposed to be like his little recognition, get him his fame. But Neil Magny looked amazing. He definitely interrupted that momentum. You know, he was he was catching him. And Li was trying to do his head movements, but you could just tell the experience was there for Neil. He was putting all of his punches together behind that jab. He would take him against the cage, you know, and do work on the cage. And eventually, you know, he just outworked him and outpointed him. So it was a good performance on Neil Magny. I'm very excited to see what he has next. And it was good to see Denver's own uh, go out there and do the thing. So shout out to Neil Magny. And Lee, you know, hey, get your, get that first defeat and come back and you fight stronger. And, you know, Lee has a very a very promising career. I think, he, I think he has a lot of talent. Just needs minor adjustments and a few more experience. He'll be right back in there. And who knows, they might run that one back eventually when, you know, Lee gets some win, more, a couple more wins under his belt. Another thing we wanted, I wanted to talk about was, obviously, if you haven't been hearing what happened, was the situation between Jay Park, Korean Zombie, and Brian Ortega. Um, if you guys don't know who Jay Park is, Jay Park, I believe, is a rapper um, out of Korea and um, very popular. Um, I'm not too familiar about him and his music, um, but I guess he's very popular. I guess he's very respected out there in Korea. Well, he came on the Ariel Hawaii show one day and did translation for the Korean zombie after one of Korean zombies last victories during that um, taping of the interview on the Ariel Hawaii show, you know, they asked what was next for Korean and Jay Park translated and said, um, mentioned Brian Ortega, but he said Brian Ortega had already ducked him a couple of times. Um, Obviously this crazy, um, this stirred up a little controversy. Brian Ortega, Started going back and forth with J Park. Jay Park said, hey, don't shoot the messenger. You know, I'm just saying what he said, but it's still team zombie all day. And I get what people say when this happened. Why are you getting mad at the translator? Why are you getting mad at the person? He wasn't even Korean zombie. But if you look a little further into it, J Park and Brian, J Park did go back at him Not dissing him, but he was just still like throwing his little jabs Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's still, you know It's still Korean Zombie, you know, it's still Korean Zombie We gonna be there, you know, and go after him But don't, you know, he was still putting it in there Like, yeah, don't shoot me because of what he said I was just translating him, but do realize it is still Team Zombie, you know And I get it, you know, that's your boy, you know, you represent for him No one, No one's doubting that Apparently Brian Ortega didn't take a liking to that. From what we're hearing from Jay Park, Korean Zombie asked him to go to the fights on Saturday. And uh if you never if you've never been to a UFC event, there is a fighter section where the UFC places all the fighters that sit together while watching the fight. Jay Park must have been the Korean zombie's guest. They came. And from what we're hearing, and the little videos, like you said, there's not that much videos on it. But from what we're hearing is Korean Zombie gets up. Goes to the bathroom and while Jay Park is sitting there, Brian Ortega comes up to him and says, hey, are you Jay Park? He said, yes, I am. Jay Park uh, and Brian Ortega slaps him. And a little scuffle comes up. Jay Park is claiming that he got up, pushed him back, and they were quickly separated. Um, I don't know if that was the right move to do for Brian. I love Brian. If You guys all know I love Brian. Brian's one of my favorite, favorite fighters to watch. Um, But. As a fighter in the UFC, and I can't, I can't, this is just me thinking because I can't say this because I'm not a fighter. But I think a lot more people would have maybe respected Brian Ortega's decision on confronting this situation if Korean Zombie was there. Now, who knows if this could have just been bad timing. We don't know if Brian Ortega was waiting for Korean Zombie to go to the bathroom and then approach Jay Park. Uh, because in that tweet where they were going back and forth, he did say, I'm going to slap you. He did tell Jay Park that. But I get what, you know, he was just a translator. And if he was only translating and he was throwing his jabs there, I think it wouldn't look as bad on Brian's part if maybe he just confronted both of them right then and there. You know, if he would have confronted him and Kareem, a zombie right then and there about the situation, it probably wouldn't look bad. It just looked bad because... Korean zombie went to the bathroom, and then Brian Ortega went up. Like I said, we don't know. We haven't heard anything from Brian Ortega. um. So, we'll just see what happens. I mean, obviously, if you're Dana White, that's the fight to make, right? <laughs> that's the fight to make because now the history's there. The, the bad blood is there. And, hey, shoot, you can include Jay Park <laughs> in that fight somehow. I don't know if you just, you know, put him in as a walkout dude for Korean or whatever. But... You know, um, Korean has responded. You know, obviously not him because he doesn't speak English. So someone had to write that on his social media, but he basically responded and he basically addressed the situation. What everyone's been saying, he didn't like that. He waited till he left, blah, blah, blah. But we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very interested to see that fight if it happens. I know Korean has an I- Korean zombie has an injury right now, so we'll see. Brian Ortega, I know, has been probably looking for a fight. We haven't seen him back since um, his fight with Max Holloway. So we'll see. Um, speaking of Max Holloway and Alex Volkanovski, um, looks like we're going to be shooting for that fight as the rematch as well, which I'm fully, fully excited because there's really no one really out there for Alex, and there's really no one out there deserving more of a rematch than Max. He's probably the one of the greatest featherweights of all time. You know, he's held the title for so long, and I think if you're going to give all these other champions the immediate rematch, then hey, give it back to Max. You know, you guys know me. I. I'm all I'm all on the Blessed Express, so um that should be a good fight. No official announcement yet. I know a lot of people were thinking they were going to get an announcement on Saturday when they showed the two on the screens and they were side by side, but none right now. Um, before we end the show, obviously we want I wanted to talk about what happened the day before UFC 248 was the press conference between Khabib Nurmagomedov and Tony El Kukui Ferguson. Um, very interesting press conference. One that I didn't even expect was going to go like that. Um, but my, what, I, what I must say was, I've seen a lot of people. How can I say this? I've seen a lot of press conferences and I've seen a lot of fights. And even when it came to Khabib and Connor, Con- Connor was so worked because of the personal beef between the two and khabib looked so relaxed yes you saw khabib kind of you know have things agitate him and you know he would go back and forth with with connor here and there but for the most part he said i'm gonna save it for you know it's the classic you know my fists are gonna do the talking i'm going to smash him on fight night that's it this was very very different i'm gonna sit here and say i think tony is in Khabib's head already. I've never seen Khabib this worked up. Khabib was so upset. He kept trying to say, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You know, and then the whole fake Mexican thing and everything like that, which I don't agree with. Hey, you're Mexican-American. Hey, you're Mexican. Straight up. You have family from Mexico, you're Mexican. Um, but, you know, it's just different places, different people in different places. Uh, they just see things different. But um, I just never seen Khabib that upset. I mean, Khabib was very, very upset. I've never seen Khabib trash talk that much, you know. And that's part of Tony Ferguson's game. Now, mind you, I think Tony Ferguson's one of the cringiest dudes to listen to just because his trash talking is just so, I don't know, it's just it's hard. It's hard to listen to. Him and Henry Suhudo is just so hard to listen to, but, you know. The stuff he wasn't—the stuff he was saying wasn't even that great in trash talking, but you could tell he was just getting on his head, you know. Even during the face, getting in his head, even on the face-off when he told Khabib, "Take off your glasses, take off your glasses," and he was the one wearing the glasses, you know. He said the baseball thing, you know, I have a baseball because um, they're trying to run for me, and I—if they're trying to run, I'ma hit them, you know. It was just, you know, you could tell. But that face-off was pretty intense, you know. They come face to face, Khabib. you know, Tony says, put your belt down with mine. Put your belt down. Put your belt down. And then they're going back and forth, and Khabib kicks his belt. You know, like, you could just see in his eyes. Like, go back. Go back and watch the face-off between Connor and Khabib at their press conference. Look at Khabib's face, and then look at Khabib's face on this past press conference with Tony, with Tony Ferguson. Look at – just look at the face. But you can tell he's more upset something something's more more upsetting with him with him and tony ferguson than the connor fight and i i we really don't know but they they obviously have been trying to make this fight happen for four times we haven't seen it we're all hoping and praying shoot every day i get up i say my daily prayer i pray for my my family my friends my wife my career and then i pray that tony ferguson could be make it to this fight because everyone wants to see this but what i'm saying though is like just something there is a per- personal beef there. you could tell the respect level for the athlete for the athleticism is there but there is a per- there is some type of beef there and I quite don't understand what it is right now but only Khabib knows and only Khabib could tell us will they have another press conference come fight week who knows and we'll see his demeanor there but something is definitely definitely in Khabib's head on why he does not like Tony and like I said I personally think Tony is in his head and that will be very interesting to see come fight night. Not saying that he's going to lose. I don't know who's going to win. That's going to be an amazing fight. But all I'm saying is it does look like Tony is in his head very, very early. So I can't wait for that fight. It's going to be an amazing fight. Um, and don't forget this upcoming weekend we have uh, UFC Fight Night with Kevin Lee and um, Oliveira. That's going to be a good one as well. Um, we'll probably, I'll probably do a podcast recovering that this next week. And um anything else that we comes up in the combat combat sports world um i know the past couple of episodes have been strictly combat sports um it's not that boy well, this is turning straight into a combat sports episode or a podcast but it's just i'm working on getting new guests in here and some old guests um and so don't think that this is only going to be straight combat sports i know i love talking about combat sports but i am going to go back and switch it up and get guests in here we're all going to we're going to be have some guests coming in very very soon i'm excited some new some old um the old ones we're just going to catch up and see what they've been up to because they've had a lot of success and I, their stories are just getting more amazing 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 and sometimes i just need to talk about my life and get um things off my chest not nothing bad but just talk about life so um please just uh continue to support, continue to show love, continue to spread the word on the Upbeat Podcast. And uh, let us know what you guys think about um this past week on UFC 248. Any questions, any comments you have. You guys know my Instagram and Twitter, uh D R U Smith, D-R-U-S-M-I-T-H underscore. That's all my Twitter and Instagram. You guys can just hit me up there. And um, yeah, like I said, any other songs or any That you want me to play on the episodes Or any other um, stats Or anything you guys want to talk about Just let me know But don't forget to like, subscribe, and review And uh, we'll see you guys again next week Have a good, good rest of the week Stay blessed And uh, remember, be kind to everyone And we'll see you guys again This is Drew, this is the Upbeat Podcast
0: You used to come keep me coming. Tell me you love me and trust me and it took a while to trust me Girl, I had to work for it Still you don't judge me I love the way you touch me I'm feeling like I'm about to lose you With all the shady shit I do to you uh, Some things are better left unsaid I can't get it out my head uh, Better left unsaid When I tell you you a blessing